0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here at PNC Park, Bob Pompey I'm with you until the uh, 11 o'clock hour, at which we'll, time we'll pick up pit basketball pregame. But want to remind you, you can follow us on Twitter, 93.7 The Fan, driven by Shortkey, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep Ram locations in North Huntington and North Hills. Edgar Snyder & Associates, sponsor the fan text line, 412-928-9370. Edgar Snyder & Associates reminds you to text responsibly. And a big thanks to our sponsors, Allegheny Health Network, health for all at AHN, PNC Bank, make today the day. We're driven in style by number one Cochrane go one better, and Shendorovic, Shenderovich and Fishman, they got your back, not your wallets. And right now with us is a man who has been synonymous with pirate baseball for a long, long time. Mr. Bob Walk. Walkie, how are you today on uh, a cool, Saturday Bob. morning?
1: Uh, very good. Uh, kind of uh, excited to finally start getting to talk a little bit about baseball. Uh, was at an event over at uh, Newcastle uh, the other night. Uh, that was my kind of like first thing to get my feet wet a little bit. And uh, now being here today, uh, I think I'm I'm in full <laughs> mood now, a full mode now. We about I personally have about three weeks before I head to Florida, but. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to get this thing going. I a lot of uh, things I'm curious about to see how it goes.
0: Well, I think we all are, and it's a great time of the year because you start fresh, and, and specifically with this team now, a fresh start with a fresh new management mm-hmm. team. What are your impressions so far with what you've seen from Ben Sherrington, Derek, Derek Shelton, and, and all the, Travis Williams, who I, well, the, I've known know, for a long time, I, really good business guy.
1: I think there's been a lot of discussion. Uh, you know, I I'd, I'd listen to you guys uh, you know, during the week, you know, talking on the radio and stuff about. Uh, you know, what direction they should go and, and what's going on right now. And there's been talk about it's a slow winter to this point, you know, as far as making moves. And I think they're taking their time with it. They're not making rash decisions. They're, uh, you know, if they are going to make some trades, they want to make sure they get the best return they can. Uh, obviously, right now, they haven't been, you know, getting offers that they're uh, they're happy with. So they haven't uh, made any moves right now. Um, you know, perhaps they're waiting to see if guys, you know, get off to a good start, maybe become more valuable if you get off to a real good start. Well, then maybe you put the trading stuff on the back burner, mm-hmm. you know, and then say, hey, you know. If yeah, there we, seems to be yeah. no rush in making these decisions. Yeah, so I, I think the wait-and-see approach is the intelligent uh, way to do about this when you're, you know, you're just moving in in your first uh, off-season. And it was kind of even like a little bit of a short off-season. off, off right. season. So, um you know, I'm I'm being very patient with the the whole thing, and we'll just uh, see what happens. It's I think uh, going to make uh, spring training even uh, more interesting to to see, uh, you know, who's playing, who's getting the the most looks. I think that'll give you a little bit of a uh, you know a window into what maybe they're thinking.
0: I look at guys who I, I really I didn't expect, but then again, you don't ever know until a guy gets a chance. And last year, with a breakthrough guy, was Brian Reynolds how he came up, and it's funny how it works. Sometimes you wonder if the opportunity would have even uh, presented itself had there not been injuries, and there mm-hmm. were injuries. That, but guys take advantage of it. When you get the opportunity, you never know. Were you surprised to the amount of success he had? Not just having it that quickly, but the amount of it that he had.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, you, you don't see rookies come up and, and do that very often. Uh, uh, you know, it, we don't have a long history of rookies of the year here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know. It took us a long time to, to really get our first one. So it, having a, uh, a young man come up and, and dominate the way he did uh, was, was great for us. Uh, you know, it, it was one of the things that I think everybody, I, I personally, you know, turned the clock back 12 months ago, was hoping for, mm-hmm. that there would be some real good stories on the offensive side that would support the very good pitching that I assumed we were going to have. And the, the offensive stories did take off. I mean, look what Bell did, especially the first half of the season. Incredible. Uh, so, so the offense, they made their move. They they did what we were all hoping they would do. And, you know, everybody that watched Pirates last year knows that the pitching took a big step backwards, that there were, you know, a lot of problems. And, uh, you know, it picked up right from from the, uh, the start of the season there. But going into the season, uh, you know, you look back on what guys did in 2018. You know, you had one of the best closers in the game. You know, and then the three or four guys behind him, kind of at the top, were all pretty darn good. Uh, there was legitimate reasons to think the rotation was going to be about as solid as uh, there is in the National League, um, and that didn't happen. So the reason I'm bringing this all up is kind of along with what you you were just asking about Reynolds. You know, did you can you see this stuff? No, there's a lot of stuff we can't see and, and can't you know, forecast. You just hope as the season goes along there's a lot more good stories than there are bad stories, and especially you want them in that pitching, cause, you know, I, I, not just because I pitched at one time, but I am a huge believer that, uh, especially the starting rotation, that, that's the foundation. Everything else, if you don't have that, everything else is built on sand.
0: Since you brought that up, let's talk a little bit about it. Now, we know that Jamison Tyone won't be there uh, to start. Uh, but they do have some guys who have, you know, potentially the arms to be very successful mm-hmm. of this group. Which do you look to? And we just had Musgrove here, and I think he probably is one of those guys I would expect to really take off as a leader of, of a starting pitching rotation. Who else do you look to?
1: Well, I think it's natural, uh, uh, you know, to hope that Archer has a has a bounce back year, um, like last year. I, I'm going to go back to that again. You know, when he first got traded over here, you know, he was kind of up and down. But I thought, well, okay, this guy's superior talent, veteran guy, been around. He, sometimes even veterans have to, you know, take a little time to settle in. So I thought this, that coming year, which was last season, you know, he was going to be a top-of-the-rotation type guy, uh, you know, to go along with Tyo. And, I mean, that was going to be really strong one-two punch. Um, he had a five-something ERA, you know, worse worst in his, in his career. So... Uh, you know, obviously, it didn't go very well. What, what, what if There's point. a bounce back. Yeah, th- it's him. He's the guy that's going to. He has his stuff, back. though. You see when he's yeah, he's the, 10, the, 11 yeah strikeouts. It's the strikeouts, the strikeouts are there constantly. Um, Just it's, it's hard to figure out at, at times because I mean, this this was the this was the game that you saw from him that happened. I think too many times, uh, early in the game, you know, he'd give up three runs in the first couple innings. And, you know, probably one a home run that would hurt him. And then the next three, four innings, mm-hmm. uh, he'd strike out eight, you know, in, in like three or four innings. And you're like, wow, he's really on a roll. And then a couple of guys might get on. There might be, a, you know, a base on balls, a, you know, a little scratch single somewhere. And then somebody else hits another home run. And now you look and you're well, he's got five and a third and he's given up six runs. Uh, and... and And there were too many of those type games. Majority of those problems uh, were the home runs. And, you know, some walks came at some real bad times, too. Um, So I think, for whatever reason, if he can clear up the home runs, or at least, you know, take them down a a good notch, and if he is on a roll, if he has a, you know, two quick outs, get the third one quick. Get that pitch count back back in shape. Don't get two quick outs and then go three and two and, and walk a guy and, and you know in the in the sixth inning and maybe you know have to take now twenty pitches to get out of that inning and uh, that's I mean this I'm I'm not saying anything that he doesn't already know I mean he, he's been around for so mm-hmm. long he's a veteran he knows what's going on he has pitched uh, very well at this level um, so I better than anybody else better than any coach better than anybody he knows what he needs to do um, and I. You know, I, it would be hard for me to say, okay, he's going to come back and he's going to have a you know, 200 innings with a 3-3 ERA. Uh, but I certainly think he's he should be able to get that ERA down close to 4. And if he gives you a ton of innings with a 4 ERA, well, nowadays that's not too bad.
0: No, it's not too bad. And to your point,
1: uh, it's a situation
0: where you never know how things are going to evolve. If Archer does recapture what he had, that takes care of something. If Musgrove takes the next step, if these guys do what you maybe expect them to do, not like a Brian Reynolds all of a sudden turn into, but I mean, just incrementally, all of a sudden that team should be better because of it. Uh, And I would imagine it makes everything better uh, if that starting pitching continues to Yeah, Sure.
1: sure. I I can come up real quick with some scenarios about, like, like I think Brault had a little bit of a breakthrough last year. A lot. Yeah. So, I mean, what if he continues to do what he's been doing? That would be a. You know, a a big lift for everybody. Um, I think Cool can be a little bit of a wild card. You know, coming off Tommy John, you know, some guys uh, struggle with that. Some guys are as good or better than when they had the surgery. So which way is he going to go? You know, before he got hurt, he had as good a stuff as anybody on the team. I mean, the throw real hard, had that that great hard curveball, real good strikeout type stuff. Where is he going to, you know, fall in this year? So there are some scenarios where you could say this could, this year, be the year, even without Tyone, that the uh, you know the pitching staff is as good as anybody in the division.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's going to be one of the things I think this team is going to rely on, those guys getting you deep into games, changing the complexion, making it a little easier on the bullpen. You hang around for a little bit more? Oh, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, there are a lot of people that want to see you, Bob Watts. Oh, so I know. I, I'm just – I'm, I'm – very happy that you had to make to, some time for us I had to disappoint
1: here. a few people for autographs. I got to catch them on my way out of here, but uh, all
0: right. Well, I want to make
1: sure I was in the seat at ten. You were here <laughs> even early,
0: which I like. All right, we're going to continue with Bob Walk. We'll talk about the Starling Marte situation and also just uh, some of the things he may be looking forward to in 2020. But in the meantime, I want to remind you about PNC Bank. Uh, if you haven't opened a virtual wallet account, you should. They make life a lot easier for those of you who can't add or subtract like me. If you do it still long form in your little recorder. Oh, I don't know why I still do that, Bob. I'm a creature of habit, <laughs> like all the papers in front of me. That's just the way it goes, old school, however. Right? Nothing wrong with old But school. you can really help yourself because you can transform the way you spend. Open up a PNC Virtual Wallet account today. It's online banking. It's free. It's easy. It's convenient. It helps you know what's in your account, also know how to save for the big tickets that you may want to see, a pirate game or whatever. Do it at PNC Bank. PNC Bank. Make today the day. We'll be back with more. Bob Walk. As we continue live, Pirate Fest right here at PNC Park. We're back here at Pirate Fest 2020, getting set for training camp, spring training, which begins here uh, in February. Bob Pompiani, along with Bob Walk, outstanding broadcaster for the Pirates, a man who had a long career as a pitcher, both in, in Philadelphia, won a world championship. So he knows all about the ins and outs here. I want to ask you, first of all, we, in the break, somebody came up and say, uh, have you fallen off your chair recently? I thought that was one of the best Bob <laughs> ideas
1: going. Tell us about that whole situation well, too, okay. some people say, oh, "No, it had to be staged." It wasn't staged, was it? Well, me putting my feet up on the on the table, well, I did that on purpose. This, this goes all the way back to you know how we have our little pregame meal. You sure. Know? <laughs> so we're in Seattle, and we're doing this, and I'm sitting there, and uh, I'm on radio that, that day, so I really don't have a lot of pregame stuff to do. Uh, when you're on TV, you have to come up with these you know tips to win things. You know, right? Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a
0: it's well, a TV what are we going to say today? Point. Yeah,
1: it's So that the sponsor can get his name. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, Rock's supposed to do that, Weiner. And he, uh, our, our producer, said, hey, we need the tips to win. And Rock's supposed to meet somebody right at that point. And I said, Rock, go ahead. I'll, I'll think of something. And hmm. he didn't care. So I, <laughs> so I came up with three tips to win. Anyway, occasionally, whatever you come up with is what happens on the field. And everything I said was happening, and everything was going good, and we're winning
0: and all this. Feeling and, good about yourself.
1: And so, you know, in between, our booths are right next to each other. So I, in between innings, I go over to the TV booth, and I say, uh, hey, you guys, you know, me, don't ever have Rock do tips anymore. Just always have me. You know, I'm, I know what I'm talking about and all this. You know, just kind of needling. I mean, yeah. you know, it's stuff you do during the season, you know, entertain yourselves. So I go back, and I'm sitting there in my chair, and, the radio color guy he doesn't really do a whole lot. Just sit there, and wait for something to happen on the field, and you know, Greg's sitting there doing his talking. And I see that they they put up the tips to win, and then they put up a picture of me. So I know what they're saying. They're talking about me doing you know, right. doing a good job with. It. So I put my feet up on the chair and kind of laying back, like yeah, you know, and fold my <laughs> arms, like yeah, hey, I'm I'm a man, you know. And the chair just kept going backwards. <laughs> So yeah, I meant to lean back, but not that far. And then I, of course, fell. There was a wall right behind me that, that the, uh, pr- the radio producer sits up above us, and um, I got wedged. My chair got wedged <laughs> in between the wall and Greg's chair, and I couldn't move. I couldn't. There's no way I can get up. So all I, all I can do is like my feet are sticking <laughs> up in the air. Now everyone knows that I don't wear shoes during the game. Uh, just. My spare socks are up there, <laughs> my little gold toes. Uh, so, you know, that's just the story behind the whole thing. I just tried to lean back and fell, and, of course, now it's on live TV. It, yeah, and it's funny. It yeah, made it, yeah, it was,
0: yeah. and now it's, a, it's got a bobblehead yeah, yeah. and who knows what else. But, but that's That's awesome.
1: the story about how I happened to be on TV and the chair went back. <laughs> I knew it was on TV. I wasn't, I was just trying to... I was trying to look cool and look like an idiot.
0: <laughs> Greg's reaction was unbelievable. I love yeah. watching him see. <laughs> he actually wasn't sure what to think. Yeah, Are just, you hurt or just, not? Yeah. I'm going to laugh at you until yeah. you tell me you're not hurt. Yeah. All right. Can you hang around even a little bit more? Oh, yeah. Like of course. We have these things to yep. take. So I have an update coming up. I want to get Bob's reaction to uh, Starling Marte, You know his future, and other things regarding the Pirates of 2020. Uh, it's really the start of things here at Pirate Fest. Come on down to PNC uh, Park. It'll be open until 5 o'clock today. You have an opportunity to meet, greet, uh current pirates former pirates uh everyone is here and it should be a fun opportunity for you to get involved we have an update coming up and more right here on sports radio 93.7 the fan we're live at pirate fest bob pompiani along with bob walk here as we continue to roll along until 11 o'clock and that's when it opens to the general public come on down it's free to get in lots of stuff to do you'll be able to meet and greet so many uh pittsburgh pirates current day former pirates whatever they're all here and you have a chance, a really good opportunity to check out PNC Park as well. So, Bob, I want to ask you, there a lot of talk in the offseason, people looking for Pirates to make some moves. There haven't been many uh, in terms of signings. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Starling Marte is one of those interesting characters uh, in that he is a very good player, in that a lot of teams would love to have him. And what you mentioned earlier about Ben Sherrington, he seems to be a guy who's going to be patient about how he handles this. Uh, where do you, you know, how do you see... The situation happening if let's hypothetically say Marte is dealt, who would play center field? Would it be Brian Reynolds at that point? Uh, and what would they do to offset his loss?
1: It would be you know kind of difficult to offset his loss. I don't know if there's any instant answer. Somebody that could go in there and and, and do the things he does. I mean, he he, he plays just a goal Glove type defense. Um,
0: there's a lot to like about him if you're another you team too.
1: Swinging the bat, uh, you know, t- 20 home run guy. Uh, You know, going to hit for a decent average. Um, Going to steal, what, 25 to 30 bases maybe every year. Although I think maybe he's kind of starting to slow down a little bit in that regard, picking his spots a little bit more than than he did when he was younger. But, uh, yeah, I mean, where do you find guys that have those kind of tools? It's it's very difficult. And that's why, you know, I think Ben wants to take his time and make sure he gets his his asking price. Because, you know, these guys aren't out there just... That can do the things he can do is available. Um, so if uh, I don't know, let's say you know, San Diego, for instance, uh, you know we've heard their name mm-hmm. thrown out there a little bit. If they want him, well, I'm sure that there's a an asking price that they're not willing to meet as of yet. Now, if he has a great spring training, a great month of April, you know maybe things get a little little easier. But I think that that's a You know, that's what they're waiting for.
0: Well, you can see, too, uh, even last year when uh, or whenever the trade was made for um, Brian Reynolds at the time, a lot of people didn't know uh, who Brian Reynolds was, Mm -hmm. especially for Andrew McCutcheon, an established guy. And all of a sudden, that trade looks very good. Sometimes you can't even assess these trades until a little bit later if they happen. For my take, I hope he's still here because I like watching him play. I know he can be somewhat of a, a problem at times on the base paths, but I think the guy has so many tools. Which is a nice thing to have if you're looking for a guy who can fit that bill on another team. And I would wait if I were Ben sherrington yeah. well, until I got the absolute most I can get for him.
1: Here's the thing too that if he's still here, like even all the way like to the, going into the trading deadline, um, we're probably playing pretty well. You know, if he's still you know here and you're still talking about trading him, that, that that means that he's doing well and. We haven't traded him up to that point. It means the team might be doing pretty well, and we might be five, six games over 500 with a chance to do something the last two months of the season. So it, th- there's that to think of too. If if things do click uh, in that starting rotation and the pitching staff as a whole, and you know Bell is hitting the way he's hitting, Reynolds is hitting the way he's doing, Newman continues to to play the way he's been, Marte is having a good year. Well. Then maybe you decide, hey, let's, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and go for it right now. So, that, that Him playing well and being sought after by other teams uh, you know, could be good for us in a number of ways. It could be helping us win, or it could be upping his value to where we do get a nice mm-hmm. uh, return.
0: See, another thing I think that's hard to assess right now is Gregory Polanco coming back from an injury. And I think people right now are kind of discounting the fact that he's going to be what he once was. But let's say he comes back healthy and he turns into what he was because he has the talent to do that. That would be, uh, you know, obviously a much-needed shot in the arm power-wise because he's a guy who can hit for power. And then I want to ask you about Colin Moran, those two guys. Uh, Is he someone who surprised you? Do you expect he is the guy who can be there uh, and supplying the kind of offense that the Pirates need at third base?
1: I think... uh if if Colin continues to improve, because uh, I saw improvement uh, last year, both, you know, on defense. I know there's some metrics that show that, you know, he doesn't go to his, I think it's his right, right. at all. And, you know, he should move over to the to the line. But then that opens up a big hole on, on to the left. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to talk about there. But I thought defensively, uh, um, you know, he he, he made, uh, I think, a step forward last mm-hmm. year. I, he he wasn't all that in love with that line. He got a little deeper, which made him get to some some more balls. But that's a double-edged sword. That also gave up some slow rollers in front of him too. Uh, but he's got a good, accurate arm when he balls are hit at him. I think he's he's solid in in, uh, in that regard. And I think his uh, his hitting continues to to make make improvement. Um, I think he's a, a smart hitter. Uh, I think that uh, he and Eckstein... Mm-hmm. Click, click pretty well. They're on the same page, and uh, if he is everyday third baseman this year, I think his offensive numbers will continue to to get better. Um, I think the long ball, uh, you know, will, will increase. Uh, you know, not to where you consider him a <coughs> a big time home run hitter, but to where if you're out there on the mound, you got to say, okay, I got to be careful with this guy. Um, he can hurt me mm-hmm. with with one pitch. I can't just take him for granted.
0: Bob, I know. Uh I'm sure you have an opinion about the Houston Astros situation that came to be this offseason with the uh, MLB stepping up and coming down pretty hard on uh, their management team, which ended up costing them jobs. Uh, Are you surprised, number one, that a player came out and did what he did, like Mike Fiers? And number two, do you think the punishment fit the crime? Uh,
1: I I wasn't surprised because I always thought to myself... um, when players change teams, why don't they, you know, come out and and say things that are going on that they know to be, especially if you're in the same division or the same league and you're in competition with those guys? Why would you be letting them get away with something like that? So, uh, I'm not surprised that he came and said that. Uh, you're now, surprised you surprised
0: he said it publicly as opposed to his
1: teammates? Um, yeah, I guess it could be argued that he could. He could say it to his teammates, or, or say it to people that. But you know what? Once it get once, it, it's hard to not get that out publicly if you're yeah. going to start making those accusations. I mean, somebody's going to say something to somebody where, it,
0: and it comes it, back it, to it's you. It's going
1: to get out there. So I, I don't know if it's a, if it's really possible to do that. Now, it, as far as like in the ancient past when when I was playing, um, you know, we had ball games where there was a center field camera. Now we had. One old TV that was set up on top of the lockers. I don't know if you remember. through three remember. Do remember the yes. way the old TV yep. was? Now, you could sit there and you could watch the game. And, uh, you know, back then you didn't have as many, you know, shots of the crowd and all that kind of stuff. It was a lot more, you know, you didn't have as many cameras. So you, you got the center field shot a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you you sat there and you watched, every time somebody got on, on base, you could tell if you were paying attention and, and took a few notes, it wouldn't be long. Oh, they're using first sign after a two, and you would go down and you would tell guys, hey, when you get out second base, these guys are using first sign after a two. So then the guy that's on second base when he leads off, you know, if his first step is with his right foot, he's going to throw a fastball. If his first step is a crossover with his left foot, he's going to throw an off-speed pitch. I mean, that kind of stuff went on all all the time. Uh, from the, you know, th- that's always been the trick. It's not getting the signs. It's how do you get them?
0: Yeah, right. To the,
1: distribute it to the, to the guy now. Banging on a on a trash can, I always rolled my eyes about that because it one you know we would do things like let's say I've seen this happen before, guy that set the ball back behind his his, his back. Well, the guys usually you'll see that kind of just roll mm-hmm. it back there. But every now and then you will get somebody that sets the ball behind their back when they're and and they'll hold fast ball or breaking ball, and uh, you, you can't see that if it's behind their back when you're at the plate, but you can see it when you're in the dugout. So. Guys would try to, like, uh, you know, first name, last name type thing. Hey, uh, let's go, Bob. You know, that means <laughs> you're going to get a fastball. Okay, you know, you hear your last name, you're going to get an off-speed pitch. So it's the same as beating these, a drum. These, these kind of things, yeah. yeah. The difference is, the, the big, here's the thing is, and, and I thought about this when I first started seeing it. They, they When we came to PNC, they put a TV down at the bottom of the steps by the mm-hmm. dugout, and I'm going, how can they have that? The guy shouldn't be here in the dugout watching a game on TV, seeing center field shots and stuff. That doesn't make sense. Now, Kendall put a stop to it, that first homestand, when he threw a bat through the TV.
0: So that <laughs> that, that ended that.
1: But uh, still, I thought that that was like, kind of odd. And nowadays, they got iPads, smartwatches, all that stuff down in there. I'm like, they're asking for trouble here. And sure enough, trouble came calling. And when, when you are sitting down there by the trash can with some kind of a device like a smartwatch that's buzzing you every time right, they're going right. to throw a fastball... That probably is crossing a line. When you're taping something to your chest that buzzes you when you're standing in the, uh, looking out at the pitcher, that tells you you're going to be, that's crossing a line. Uh, the, the, the technology of the communication between the dugout and the clubhouse, and the dugout and the, and, or the heck, the clubhouse and the guy standing in the box, right. that's the problem. Guys have always been trying to look for the quote-unquote edge. Try to figure out what's coming. That's been going on for a hundred years. Um, the technology has obviously made it possible to get that that message from somebody watching the video to the hitter in the box. You know, they've gone beyond banging on a trash can or come on, Bob, let's go. You know, they're beyond that now. They're they're actually doing it, and that's that's the problem. And uh, the people that are responsible for that. And the people who allowed that to go on, if they knew about it, should uh, be in trouble, and there, and there should be some repercussions for that. And uh, I haven't followed it enough because that's like, okay, whatever. They're going to do what they're going to do to really know. And, and they even following it. You'll never know who knew this, who knew what. We're not in a position to, for that to happen. So did they do the right thing with the punishments? uh you know, did they cut a deal with the players' association so no players got you know mm-hmm. well, why didn't they cut a deal then with their own employees? <laughs> why didn't MLB cut a deal with with some of them i I don't know as far as the punishment goes, but um, that's not surprising you know I, I think anyone there, who's there, followed it there knows. should be There should be a phone that when you take it off the hook, rings the bullpen. Get rid of everything else. I
0: think they will. I think MLB has said they're going to limit access to video in dugouts.
1: If you want to, but with
0: replay, isn't that the problem too? You have well, a this replay is this, situation. What, this is my
1: next comment. If you want to challenge something, you saw you saw the play. You think it was Use that close? Yeah. Now you don't have somebody buzzing you from the dugout or from right. the clubhouse saying, "Yeah." we got a super slow-mo shot that shows his cleat is a quarter of an inch off the back right. as he popped up out of his slide. So even though he was safe by a mile, we think you can get an out call here. That'll eliminate that.
0: Well, that's where replays got too but, far
1: in my book. But believe. if there's a real close play, bang, bang, at a crucial moment in the game, and you're thinking, wow, I think he was out, let's challenge that. Yeah, I don't and, think we're going to get back to that. Though, you know, you might maybe have to give some, you know, Maybe give them, you know. Make sure every three innings you get a chal- no. you have a challenge. Like you can, uh, if you use a challenge in a third inning, does that mean
0: you can't use y- one? Yeah, player, yeah. Right? You, get,
1: you, you get one. If you're right. Every three innings or something like that. they might have to do something like that. But yeah, just you know, if the manager or the, the bench coach somebody they they convince the manager, you know, I I think we can. You know, why do you need this information coming from uh, you know, the, the satellite up in uh, geosynchronous <laughs> or orbit?
0: You know? It's the nature of the beast. Bob, I really appreciate your time. Thanks, man. All right. No Look problem. forward to an outstanding season for you guys in the booth. It's always one of the best in the, in the business. So oh, thanks. All right. All right. No that's problem. Bob Walk, ladies and gentlemen. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.